Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I am your host, elemental yoga teacher, Samantha Dinage. Join me as we explore holistic approaches to find more balance in today's hectic world. I invite you to follow me on Facebook and Instagram with the username at the Beautifully Balanced Podcast. Welcome back in today's episode, episode 16. I'm talking about reflections from lockdown. This is based on my own personal thoughts and experiences and I appreciate that everyone's time during lockdown has been very different. Just for a little bit of context, I'm recording this at the end of June 2020 where here in the UK we've had around three months of lockdown which is gradually starting to ease now but we still have many people furloughed that are not in work at all. We've got people still working from home, others are back on site or in the office and some children are in schools and others are not. Some shops are starting to open up but at the moment we haven't got bars and restaurants open until July. And so things really are far from being normal. But what is the new normal once, yeah, we move forward um, for the latter half of 2020? So I just wanted to share in this episode some of my reflections, things about gratitude, routine, along with community, family and friends, um, our shopping habits, etc., Um, reflections really from the past three months and how they might have I'm sure changed your outlook and view on the things also. So I'm going to kick off with gratitude. So I think suddenly in the last three months there's been a new heightened awareness of how grateful I feel for all the people who provide society with the services and products that we really need, those essential items and essential care. So this is things like nurses, doctors, all of the staff at the hospitals, GP practices, etc., keeping them up and running and functioning. The teachers who've been in supporting children every day, keeping Um, that facility open to help key workers to be in their jobs by having somewhere for their children to go and also of course the vulnerable children as well. We can think about the supermarkets, how grateful are we that we still have the food there available to feed us and give us that fuel that we need to function. That can be from the actual supermarket workers to the lorry drivers to the farmers, the manufacturers. Through all of these different people, it helps to give us the resources that we need in order to function, even when life seems to be so different and slowed down for some of us during this time. So I feel like these people and services are the backbone of our society. And for many weeks, we had people here in the UK outside cheering, clapping these key vital workers that enable our country to to function to some degree. 
but I think it's really important not to forget that these people are doing these key jobs day in and day out. Once coronavirus is over, then their job to support and care and provide is going to continue. So I think I just want to say a big thank you to everyone um, during this time that has really helped us as a country to keep functioning in whichever role that has been. Um, Yeah, thank you so much and so much gratitude for you and thank you for the work that you will continue to do in the future as well. So is there anyone in particular that, that you could thank? Maybe drop them a text, drop them a message or send your general thanks out there lifting up lifting up our society and the world with the energy that we're creating. Secondly, I wanted to talk a little bit about routine. So I know my routine has certainly changed over lockdown. And for some of us, you might have been furloughed. You might have been at home pretty much 24-7 for the past few weeks. Others have been busy working long hours. Some have been doing homeschooling with the kids or trying to juggle work and the kids along with perhaps supporting vulnerable people within the community as well. So all of a sudden, some of us have gone from being busy to even extra busy, whilst others have gone from being busy to feeling like they've not got enough to do. How do you fill so much time when actually there's a limited amount of things um, that, that you can do. So I think whether you're too busy or not busy enough, both can be stressful. So I think that routine forms a really big part in helping us to function through this unusual time. So personally for me, when at the beginning of lockdown, when I saw other people around me slowing down, that gave me the permission to slow down a little bit also, which was a little bit strange because actually my routine and my work level hasn't changed too much. Although it feels like it had got busier because I needed to learn new skills, um, I was saving time traveling to venues. So I guess you could say that they even one another out in terms of of time. But yeah, it was interesting how I felt less guilty um, if other people were having a bit of downtime um, in the day when that's when I need to take my downtime, my evening time, because I'm often um, at classes in the evening. So anyway, that was an interesting reflection on my own mindset. And yeah, I began to structure my days differently. So in my new routine, I now take my dog out earlier in the morning, generally around eight o'clock. So this means that I start my day getting some fresh air and connecting to nature. This is much more relaxing than jumping on my laptop super early, having my eyes focusing on the screen, having all those micro stresses from notifications coming through. It means that by being out in nature, walking the dog, I'm easing myself into the day rather than taking her at say 10am when my eyes are already starting to feel a bit tired because 
I jumped onto the screen too early and didn't give my eyes a chance to to come round. So I feel like these earlier dog walks are really working because it gets me up and moving and it also gets Tilly, my dog, out exercised and then she's more settled for the remainder of the morning, which gives me a solid chunk of time to undergo different work tasks with less interruptions um, before lunch. And then I can take her out in the afternoon if needs be, if it's not too hot, but I've also got a chunk of time there. So that was working really well and it's something that I have kept up and I hope to keep up. We'll see when it comes to the winter if I feel so keen about going out about 8am but hey I have to go out whatever the weather oh there she is scratching at the door <laughs> apologies if you can hear that so it's funny um oh hello to observe and be aware of my own thought processes the guilt and yeah create new routines So what lessons can you take away from lockdown in terms of creating a new routine for yourself that serves you well? Next, I'd like to talk about community. So I live in the suburbs in a nice village in Derbyshire and I feel really fortunate that I am close by to countryside. There's enough space to get out and social distance when walking the dog or doing some exercise. But what's been really, really lovely from lockdown is that although we've got to keep a distance from people, I found myself having this new confidence to say hello to people because I feel like they might not see anybody else today. So I want to make the effort to make some contact with them. And that hello and that smile with people has certainly made a difference to me. There was somebody really kind in my village where I requested, has anybody got a parasol? Because I kept getting burnt from the sun and I didn't want to go to the shops unless I really needed to. So I thought, has anyone got a spare one that they're not using anymore? And somebody volunteered and kindly gave me theirs. And it's amazing seeing all these acts of generosity and kindness throughout um, lockdown where people have really come together to try and make people's lives easier, to have some connection. People have been creating masks for people for free or for people to buy, um, helping to save um, the disposable ones that needed that are needed um, for certain jobs. So we're coming together to help one another. So I found this togetherness has been really inspiring and uplifting during lockdown. And I hope that we don't lose this. And I think we can have a think about how do we really want our local communities um, to function moving forwards. Next, I'd like to touch on family and friends. So I know so many people have had different experiences and everyone's family and friends situation is different along with their household situation. So for me, I live with my husband and my dog. I know some people have been living by themselves. Some people 
um, have been at home with the kids as well. It's been fantastic to hear children playing in their gardens, but I've also observed the children getting more and more frustrated. I can hear parents' patience wearing thin. So we're putting these unusual scenarios where for some of us we have to spend more time with people in our in our households and for some of us it's been a great opportunity to spend so much more time together and not dashing around here there and everywhere I know some people have had to social distance within their own house if they feel like they've got got symptoms then they might have had to stay in a room away from their partner or their children and I really cannot imagine how difficult that scenario must be and there's thousands of other scenarios during this time that has posed its opportunities and its challenges but with social distancing measures this has meant spending time away from family and friends that aren't within your household and once when visiting people were seen as being caring, it's been the opposite where staying away is now the required action to show that we care for each other's health during this time. And being apart reminds me of how important social contact is. Personally, for me, it's the opportunity to talk, to listen, to share, to connect, to giggle, to relate to have fun, to find compassion. And technology really has been an amazing tool during this time to keep in touch. How many of us have had online quizzes with family and friends, online chats, conversations, and of course, community through online classes like my beautifully balanced yoga and Zumba. And This time reminded me of when I lived in Japan. I was there for almost two years and the time difference was either eight or nine hours ahead of the UK. And this made it so challenging to actually speak to people back in the UK during the week. And we were often out sightseeing at the weekend. So lack of connection unfortunately became the norm with people back home here in the UK. But during that time, it made my husband and I value and look forward to seeing everyone when we returned. And it can be easy to lose sight of that again. And I think this lockdown gives a bit more appreciation about visiting and seeing family and friends in person when we can, and not to take it for granted. Um, So have a think, who is priority? Who do you want to see once you can, once the social distancing is eased. I know some of us can visit people um, in their gardens, but of course that's weather dependent at the moment. And if people live further away where you're required to stay overnight, then that's pretty much impossible with the current circumstances. So who are you looking forward to seeing most? Yeah, perhaps even let them know that you're looking forward to seeing them as soon as you can. I'd like to talk a bit about consumerism and shopping. So although some of the shops are now open, personally, I'm in absolutely no hurry to visit them. 
During lockdown, we experienced a time when we could no longer purchase many of the things that we used to. Retailers were closing the doors and their websites. But generally, for me, I've been able to get what I need in order to survive. And personally, I don't feel like I'm a big shopper. don't really enjoy going to the shops, the bright lights, etc. It's not an environment that I enjoy being in. However, it's, lockdown has helped me to become clearer about my shopping habits and what are my essential items and what are my luxuries. It, makes me, it has made me pause and observe. And I actually realised the items I already have at home to enjoy, such as books, which I often buy and don't read, I could really make use of. I don't need to buy more. I've got more than enough. And in fact, feeling like my house is still too cluttered and I need to cut back and get rid of things more to help me to have a clearer mind also. I've enjoyed doing some research on beauty and massage products, considering what's important to me if I'm going to buy something. So with many beauty products, they come in plastic bottles. So are there some glass variations? I was also looking at chemicals versus natural ingredients and starting to become clearer on my own preferences about what I would like to spend my money on. I'm not saying any of these to be judgmental or that one product is better than another. We've all got our own priorities and our preferences and that is completely up to you. But what I would be interested in is encouraging you to have a think about what you've noticed about your own shopping habits. Maybe you've bought more because you've been bored. Have you bought something thinking that it's going to give you joy And did it bring you that joy? Has it not? And do you need to make any any changes? Also, thinking about shopping, if we come to supermarkets, at the beginning of lockdown, we saw so many people panic buying. It was difficult to get soap. Did nobody wash their hands before lockdown? And things like toilet rolls would be out of stock. And... I don't know. Why did people do this? It wasn't something that I did, but I guess it's based on fear or the thought of running out of stuff or not being able to go out and get it. So as things slowed down and we stopped panic buying and more of us started to simply purchase what we needed, then there be started to have a completely different feeling and atmosphere within the store. I felt that people were no longer purchasing from this place of fear and scarcity, that instead there was more of this abundance mindset that we have enough to go round, there's enough to share. There may not have been exactly what I wanted on the shelves all of the time, but generally there is there was some kind of alternative and that required a little bit of flexibility but actually by being forced to look at other options then that's a chance to try something that I wouldn't have purchased before which in fact I might enjoy 
even more or equally. Perhaps take a moment after this episode to pause and notice how it feels in your body when you focus on a scarcity mindset that there isn't enough. Then notice how do you feel in your body when you focus on abundance, that there is more than enough to receive. How can you apply this to your day? Do you feel like you have an abundance of time In fact, there's 1,440 minutes in a 24-hour period. This is the time that you have. How do you choose to use it? Next, I'd like to talk about distractions. I think I've mentioned before about the phone. Keeping our mind busy, keeping us distracted from how we are actually feeling. And for some of us, not just the phone, but having this busy lifestyle creates a distraction and stops us from tuning into those challenging thoughts and feelings that arise. And the thing is, we're all human and a whole array of feelings and emotions are part of the human experience. If we're only focusing on the half that we think are positive, then really we're missing out on the other part of our human experience. So I've been trying to notice when I reach for my phone, particularly at the beginning of lockdown, and realise, is it a distraction from feelings? Or is it because I'm bored? Or you know, am I looking at it because it's something that I want to be doing because I want to be in touch with someone because I want to check certain updates about events or news, for example. And I spoke in my last episode about changing my environment, just touching on the phone. And actually, it's more of a habit for me using the phone and popping it somewhere where I'm much less likely to look at it in my house has been fantastic. So if that interests you, pop back and listen to episode 15. But yes, so coming back to distractions, I think it's important to sometimes acknowledge some of the thoughts and feelings that come up that may be we feel like we shouldn't or we don't want to experience. We can try and brush them under the carpet, but they still stay there and they linger. By saying hello to those feelings and acknowledging them and knowing that they will soon pass um, can help take some of the tension away from them. And research suggests that acknowledging rather than spending time trying to avoid certain feelings Um, can help them really to pass more quickly and not manifest as tension or a buildup of other toxins within the body. So I urge you to reflect on what lessons you can observe about how your mind and your habits function. So favourite places. Is there somewhere that you're really keen to visit once you are able to? I know for me, 
Um, I have certain favourite pubs or pub gardens on a sunny day that I like to visit or a walk by water or a barbecue with friends at one one another's homes. When things are no longer available, then it helps me to realise the ones I appreciate most. Have any of you found this? Having time away from places has provided me with the opportunity to reflect on which places make me feel most balanced, more connected, more blissful. And this was similar to when I lived in Japan. I lived in a built-up busy city called Nagoya. During this time, it made me realise how beneficial it was to visit the countryside. This has made me appreciate the local fields in my home village during lockdown, which I know have been vital for my own well-being. And I've visited on a daily basis with my dog. And perhaps you live in the countryside where it's quiet and you realise the opposite, that you need the buzz and the busyness of the town or the city now and again to complement it. Perhaps you live in a city apartment and you value the conveniences of the facilities that are around you. Or do you feel called to nature and you want to visit as soon as you can? It's going to be unique for all of us, but what might be a good mix of country and city time for you? What are some of your favourite places that you're looking forward to visiting and who would you like to go with? I think we can start to make plans soon to enable some of that to happen if um, you are going to be able to go out of the house as these lockdown measures are easing in July. So to wrap up this episode, I appreciate that there's many more different perspectives and reflections from this lockdown period. And as I've said, this is simply my own personal point of view as a summary. Is there one takeaway point that you can use from today's episode to support you with your personal reflections of the past three months and to help you to create your new normal as we move on in 2020? So thank you so much for listening. Wishing you a lovely rest of your day. From my home to yours, namaste. Thank you so much for listening to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review and press the subscribe button. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Beautifully Balanced podcast. 